Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Linda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Linda Lomax, and the title of my message today is God, Whatever It Takes, Praying the Nuclear Prayers. It was a great service at my church last Sunday. My friend Brenda danced in worship before the platform, praising God like she always does. She's our only praise dancer right now. As I watched her dancing, I saw the streets of gold appear under her feet, and I knew that God was smiling on her. God inhabits the praises of his people. So praise brings him down here, but worship takes us up there. And that's what he was showing me. So Brenda came over to my house Wednesday in the afternoon and we ate burgers and talked about everything that was going on and how the revival was starting up at our church. She talked about witnessing to people and handing out tracts. Her joy was evident. I have never seen anyone so on fire to hand out tracts and witness for the Lord. We talked about how hard Satan was attacking everyone. He had been attacking us relentlessly for days. But nowhere in my Bible do I see where we are promised an easy life. In fact, I see just the opposite. Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I have with me today on the podcast my friend Brenda, and she's going to be joining us in this podcast at different points and talking about what happened on this particular day. Do you remember Wednesday, Brenda, and what a tough day it was during the day? Yes, I do. What all happened during the day on Wednesday? Um, I lost my debit card. I lost my phone, my um, keys. I got a ticket in one day. That's a lot. And that's a lot for one day. And then... I left. Okay, so she had had a challenging day already on Wednesday. Satan was fighting her tooth and nail. She had lost a friend's debit card, lost her keys, found both of them, and then came over to my house to eat burgers. And then she left to go back to her house and get ready for church that night and got a seatbelt ticket. But she still rejoiced that the officer who stopped her was a Christian. Brenda tries to find the good in every situation. And that makes me think of 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I do not attend church except on Sunday mornings because I have so much work to do every day that it's everything I can do just to make the Sunday morning service. I think the reason Satan had been attacking Brenda all week was because even with gas costing almost $4 a gallon, she would go out twice a day to hand out tracts around town and witness to as many people as she could. She had just led a 20-year-old woman to Christ on Wednesday afternoon at a fast food place while getting our burgers. And we rejoiced about that soul over the phone. And after we fellowshiped when we were eating, Brenda drove home to get ready for church. When she went to take her dog out before she left, She noticed her neighbor was out in his backyard, and for five years she had been trying to lead him to the Lord. You want to tell what happened, Brenda, when you talked to him? Yes. He was in the backyard, and I was talking to him about God, and it was just rolling out about his sin and just talking, and he's like, was listening. 
And I was telling him, there's no time left. You better look up. And I kept repeating myself. He said, I don't know what you're saying, but he said, Brenda, I've never seen you as far as you are now. And he, he was almost crying. He had tears in his eyes. I said, I love you. I want you to get right. Look up at God because he's calling us in our last days. We have no time left to get ready. You know when you're hungry? He said, yes. I said, well, you know what? Your soul's hungry. You have to feed your soul. I said, when you plant a tomato or cucumber, don't you have to water it? He said, yeah. He said, he said, okay. I said, if you don't feed your soul, it dies, right? And he's like, yes, you make sense. And I was just saying, yes, it does. Don't it make sense? He said, yes, Brittany. He said, I thank you for everything you're doing. And then he left and he went back into his house. And you had led him to Christ. And I led him to Christ in the front yard. I said, just ask God to come into your heart. I said, I said, God, come into my heart. He put his hands together. And he said, Lord, come into my heart in the name of Jesus. So before going to church on Wednesday, Brenda had led two people to the Lord, two souls into the kingdom of God. So Satan was not happy, right? I was at home working on my next podcast when just before 9 p.m. that Wednesday, the phone rang and Brenda was calling me. And I answered the phone and she said, guess what? My house burned down. I was like, uh-uh, you're joking, right? And then at the same time, I was thinking, I know her. She would not joke about this. She said, no, my house burned down. And I immediately told her she could come stay at my house. I had almost no room, but I was going to make room because she's one of my closest friends and I wanted to be sure she was okay. All I actually had is a little spot on the floor of my office, but she said she'd be more than happy to make a pallet there. She does not doesn't even want me to buy anything for her to sleep on. She said the floor helps her back. So the man who lives next door to her, who she had just led to the Lord, when he saw what happened, he told her how grieved he was that she was not going to be living there anymore. And, you know, he's a drinker, but he's known for helping people around the neighborhood. He's, he's nice. He's very likable. But he told her every evening when she did prayer and warfare in her house, he would be sitting in his house and he could hear her because his house is less than 10 foot away from her house. And she was decreeing, declaring, and stomping. Now, Brenda's a tiny person. She's 4'11", but there is nothing tiny about her spirit. Her neighbor enjoyed her warfare and prayer sessions so much. He said he always would turn his TV down to listen. He'd be sitting there saying, amen, amen. (laughs) It just goes to show you. We never know what in our life is witnessing to somebody else. So every evening, she prayed over her neighbors, her neighborhood, her family, her kids, her grandkids, her church, her church family, her pets, every friend she had, their families. And then she would start all over again telling the devil he was not allowed to touch any of it. And her neighbor heard her praying for him and for his girlfriend. Every morning... And every afternoon, she would leave her house and witness to the lost, handing out tracts, inviting people to church to get to know the Lord and tell them, Jesus is coming back soon. Y'all better get ready. So they would not be left behind. At first, she would just witness to whoever she encountered. But then she began targeting specific areas and businesses, walking up to more and more people, going through drive throughs to get coffee and witnessing to the people who waited on her. She became more strategic and she began winning souls. I had been texting with my friend, Prophet Ray Bergman of Innocence Redeemed when Brenda called me that night. 
and I texted him and told him her house burned down and he was like what of course he began praying right away and then the Lord spoke to him and y'all Ray is a prophet in case you don't know that the Lord told prophet Ray I'm going to take care of her and she began to cry when I told her that because she lives on a tiny tiny check she never complains about it in fact she's always thanking God for how much she has her spirit is indomitable, and it inspires everyone around her. It inspires everybody in our church because she's the only praise dancer we have. Then, Brenda's landlady, an unbeliever, went by Brenda's house while she was still in church. This Her house burned while she was in church worshiping God. While she was in church, she, she heard that there was a fire over there, so she went to see the damage to her rent house, and she took Brenda's cats while she was there, which is not really a problem. And then she went home, and by then Brenda had gotten home and was surveying the damage, and she texted her and said, get your blankety-blank home. Somebody set your house on fire. And then she texted, where's your God now? Y'all, I can't even tell you how bad I bristled when I heard that. Here's this tiny little 64-year-old woman who just lives every day to go win souls to Christ. This is all she talks about. That's why we're friends. Just home from church, looking at all her stuff burned up, and this tacky landlady is asking her, where's your God now? Job's friends always show up shouting doubt whenever there's a tragedy happening to you, but she was not even phased. I would not want to be standing nearby when God recompenses that landlady. Can I just say that? The good news is Brenda's okay. Her dog is okay and her dog's adorable. Her new church clothes are okay, though they had soot all over them. Her new study Bible and Christian books were okay, even though they were in the room, the kitchen, where they were burnt, where the fire started. And Ray said God told him he will come through for Brenda, and we know that he will. But here's what's really interesting. Brenda had been at the altar praying when the fire started. Tell him what you were praying, Brenda. I was praying at the altar, Lord, whatever it takes get me out from the neighborhood because it wasn't the best neighborhood. Tell me what the neighborhood was like. The neighborhood was bad. Gun shots every night. It was just horrible. I couldn't take it no more. Were you afraid there? And I was afraid. And I had my big dog with me in the house at all times. But yes, um, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. That's what we call a nuclear prayer. When you say to God, whatever it takes... You need to mean that prayer with all your heart. So we're going to be talking about that. So Brenda had been at the altar, praise dancing, worshiping God, and praying, Lord, whatever it takes, get me out of that, that scary neighborhood. Because I'm, and she's by herself. She's 64 years old, y'all. That's, not, that's just not fun, okay? And I was at home praying for him to get her out of that neighborhood because it scared me that she would, she would go to church on Wednesday and on Sunday night, and then she would drive back home in the dark to that neighborhood. That scared me for her. So I would always be praying, Lord, please do something, you know. And Prophet Ray, you know, he said the Lord said he is protecting her. So by burning the house down, uh, see, that was not Satan that burned the house down. You know, Brenda said that there were drug deals going on all around her, and that's always dangerous because you never know when one's going to go down. So the Lord is taking her out of there for a reason. He, he told Prophet Ray, he said, I am protecting her. 
She was in shock for several days as we tried to find a place for her friend to take his RV because he lived within feet of her on adjoining property all owned by the same people. And they said that they were going to, they told him, they said, we're going to sell the property. And so he only had two or three days before his rent was up and he had to get out of there too. So we were like trying to find a place for him and trying to find a place for her where she could keep a very large dog and trying to find a place for the dog in the meantime because she couldn't bring the dog to my house because of my lease. So... It has been some kind of week, y'all. I'm not even kidding. It was only a week and two days ago, but it feels like a year, doesn't it, Brenda? Yes. It feels like a year because the stress load is so bad, so bad. Yesterday, I was having chest pains trying to deal with all the stress for an hour, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. This is not a good sign. I don't have a bad heart, but that's not a good sign. Okay, so um, the friend who lived on adjoining property who is an older person like us, is on oxygen 24-7, and he was stuck in his RV because it took out his electricity, too, with no AC, y'all, for a week. And he has COPD, and we were scared for him and for his little dogs. I'm happy to report he got a place two days ago to move to. It's even better. Praise God for that because we were praying hard. And Brenda's dog, who had to stay in the burned-out house for a short period of time in the dark, that poor baby, because we had no place else to put him. And you're not supposed to put anything in a burned-out house, but we didn't know that. But we had no place else to put him. She didn't want to rehome him. He has a place to stay right now. So that's all good. So the next morning after the fire, so if y'all haven't seen me post anything and the podcast was not on time, now you know why. The next morning after the fire, we were drinking coffee, and she said, I'm going to day pass now, tracks. <laughs> she still wanted to go out and win souls for Jesus. You got That's a good thing. So for two or three days, she would go back over to the house every day and sift in through the ashes, trying to salvage, you know, what she could, trying to get her clothes out at least. And I would spend the mornings trying to wash the soot out of the clothes. I learned how to remove soot from clothes, y'all, so I learned something new out of this. I praise God for that. We could not save any of the furniture of the housewares. I, I had no place to store them, and she really didn't want to rent a storage. But she plans to save up and buy a pre-owned RV to live in, so she won't need most of that anyway. But while we were start searching high and low for an RV site for her friend, the landlords told him, they said, we're going to sell the property. So we were so, so concerned that, you know, he was in that RV with no electricity, and that's like a tin can in the sun. And where I live, it is warming up pretty fast. And by the way, I moved houses. I'm not in the big house I was in. I'm in a different house now. Nothing about this entire event has gone easy. Throughout that entire ordeal, Brenda has continued to praise God. We don't know how it will work out, but we know it will work out. Proverbs 12, 6 says, The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. So her praises are going to deliver her. Adversity is guaranteed to all of us. It will come. We know because the Bible says in Psalm 34, 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So we are guaranteed adversity. It's not if, it's when adversity will come into your life. And how will you handle it when it does? I hope that you will handle it by remembering Proverbs 12, 6, the mouth of the upright will deliver him. And that you will praise your way through every storm, through every adversity, even as you sift through the ashes of whatever the enemy has burned down in your life. I do not believe the enemy burned down Brenda's rent house. 
because she was at church begging the Lord to get her out of that dangerous neighborhood. So I don't think that was Satan. He would have loved to keep her there. But for sure, the enemy always tries to burn up everything he can in our lives. And he will always try to blindside you with his attacks. Do you have anything else you want to tell the listeners, Brenda, about praising? Yeah. I praise him. I thanked him. I said, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. I praise him, and he's highly praised. I'm highly blessed. I'm blessed, and I'm highly blessed. And he's still on the throne. I would do this all over again because... God got me out of the neighborhood. He got you out of the neighborhood. Got me out, and all of this is God. It's not me. It's God. Yeah. And I thank Him. I know my Lord loves me, and He got me out of that neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm still praising Him. I love Him. I go everywhere, and I'm like, "Is it? You're not crying?" I said, "Well, I cry. I'm happy. I'm blessed, and I'm highly blessed. And He's still on the throne. He answered your prayer. He answered my prayer, and I'm still praising Him." All the time, I am praising my Lord. We have to remember if we pray a nuclear prayer, if you're praying for somebody that's unsaved, you say, Lord, whatever it takes. You have to be ready for the whatever when it shows up. You have to understand when you pray that prayer, God will answer you. But it won't be necessarily the way you expected him to answer, but he will answer. Be ready for the whatever and just keep on praising and you can praise your way through whatever tragedy you're walking through anytime. Thanks for listening. Jesus bless you. Y'all have a great weekend and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe. Arkansas 72539 or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Have you ever gone through a time in your life where Suddenly, it just felt like your whole life was falling apart. I call these experiences the wilderness experiences. Wilderness experiences are time of great uncertainty and change. Uh, There are times when our faith is tried and refined. After many experiences, the Lord spoke to me to write The Wilderness Companion, which is a virtual roadmap through the desert times of your life. Find out why you've been led to the wilderness. Find out what the biggest hindrance is to receiving provision in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Drastically cut the time you spend in the wilderness by learning how to partner with the Lord instead of working against Him. Every Christian needs to read The Wilderness Companion. It's by Glenda Lomax, and it's available on Amazon.com or WingsOfProphecy.com. Amazon.com, The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax. Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 is a collection of 58 short inspirational readings that will uplift, comfort, and encourage readers from every walk of life. Sidewalk Flowers includes inspirational tales and topics taken from the lives of everyday people who exhibited extraordinary wisdom, kindness, and courage while traveling the sidewalks of life. Get your copy of Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 today, available in print and new audiobook. 
Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com, in print or new audiobook. There is no one on earth who has not been wronged at some time in their life. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has been hurt by someone. The pain you have suffered does not make you special. It is what you do with that pain that sets you apart. Life can make you bitter or it can make you better. You choose. The only difference between the two is the I. What is in store for the once great and mighty nation of America in these end times? What is the living God saying to the people of America now? What could possibly be in store for a nation that once trusted in God, but has changed its path from following in the living God's ways to now removing Him from everything and walking the other way? In the book, No Longer Mind, you will find all the messages to America collected in one place in chronological order. No Longer Mind, Messages to an Unrepentant Nation is now available in print at wingsofprophecy.com in the bookstore tab. Get your copy of No Longer Mind today.